Welcome to the AWPT Podcast, a safe space for personal trainers and coaches who want to learn, grow, and feel heard in the fitness industry. Each week, we'll bring you industry-relevant discussions on all things coaching, mindset, and professional development, empowering you with the tools to be a competent and confident coach. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the AWPT podcast. I'm Tara, and today I am joined by the amazing Sarah O'Sullivan. Hello. And we're going to be talking about all things TikTok today, um, which is so, so exciting. Uh, When we were, or when Kayla and I were in the AWPT Facebook community the other day, we were asking um, all of you guys what sort of things you wanted to know um, or find out more about about and one of the things that was a definitely a reoccurring theme was social media and I know even with my own conversations with coaches and just in my own experience as well social media is such a minefield and yeah. um, it's definitely something that we all know that we need to be doing as business owners but when your expertise is in fitness and coaching and and being in the gym it's one of those things that is so easy to just be like oh I just don't have the time or I I can't be bothered or I don't know what I'm doing so I'll just leave it Mm. um so what we wanted to do today was talk about TikTok in particular and talk about why you need to be on it first of all (laughs) um and just I guess going through what it involves um and how you can just have some fun with it and take the pressure off TikTok as well. But before we do that, I'd love to, yeah, introduce Sarah a little bit more and have her tell us her story and what it is you do because you're not a coach. No, definitely not. So hello, everybody. My name is Sarah. I'm very excited to be on the podcast today. Um, So I'm a social media manager, marketing specialist. I've been in the marketing events PR industry for over six years now, which is wild to me. Definitely not a fitness coach, nothing like that. Love working out, I love fitness, love health and wellness, but it's definitely not my expertise. Um, But yeah, so now I am a social media manager and a TikTok specialist, Mm -hmm. which is so exciting. If you asked me in high school what I would do for a job, I would not even think (laughs) that that was a job. So it's been really cool to kind of go to uni, even when I was in uni actually. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't really, TikTok definitely wasn't a thing, and social media managers were kind of they didn't have their own role titles it was like a marketing coordinator would on the side manage the social media so I never really thought that that would be my type of thing and I thought I would be like a PR person or like a publicist or a journalist or didn't really know like what I wanted to get into yeah um but as I have like been in the industry went to uni and times evolved social media has evolved and has kind of taken the lead in your marketing strategy so Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I specialize in and my expertise. Yeah, and I mean, you say you aren't a coach, but you did work in the fitness space and like in the space when you were working at Naked Harvest. Definitely. And even before Naked Harvest, I'm not even sure if you know this, Tara, but I was working at Move With Us, which is Rachel Dillon's company. So um, yeah, I've been in the health and wellness and fitness space for a little while and yeah I love it like very passionate about it um I think fitness is something we should all really focus on and your health and wellness as well so yeah definitely definitely and I feel like over the last few years 
as well. The health and fitness and wellness space has become increasingly marketable as well. Definitely. And is such um, social media and health and fitness and wellness pairs so well yeah. together yeah. as a form of health promotion. And Definitely. so I think for coaches who are so passionate about health promotion and wanting to sort of spread the message of of exercise and education and health and nutrition and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It should be an important part of the work oh, that they do. Yeah. And you know what? Like we are on social media all the time. People yeah. scroll social media either for a source of entertainment or a source of motivation. So yeah. you have like a huge market there already to motivate people to be their best selves through health and wellness and fitness. So I think it's, yeah, very vital for everyone to kind of be on it and utilizing it um, and promoting fitness that way. Because, yeah. yeah, it's already there for us to promote it on. Exactly. And so moving, I suppose, specifically to like the different platforms, mm-hmm. um, you touched on it a little bit then, but I suppose how did you get into social media management and content creation as yeah. a, a job? Like obviously you studied you know, the PR yeah. stuff and marketing at uni, but what was that journey like for you? Yeah, so I'll give you like a, a long story short on my career journey so far. Yeah. Um, so as soon as I finished year 12, I went into an events management traineeship in government. Mm-hmm. So super different to what I'm doing right yeah. now, but still like within the same kind of industry. Um, and during my 12 months doing that, I realized I really enjoyed the marketing side of events and PR. So mm-hmm. went to university did marketing. I was still working full-time in marketing in government at council while studying full-time. Don't know how I did it back then, but (laughs) you make it work when you're young. You just do what you've got to do. Um, And then, yeah, as I was like a marketing assistant kind of like overall role, I would say this was maybe like 2017, 2018. Um, Social media started really picking up in terms of like what you should be doing with social media and marketing and Obviously, being in government, there's not too much you can really market, but it was still a vital, important part of the business as a whole. So they were like, Sarah's young and does social media well for herself. Like, she can jump on and do that. So I kind of got thrown into the deep end there and started doing Instagram and Facebook. Um, yeah. TikTok wasn't a thing. Yeah. Well, I think it was actually it, Would have it been was around. Yeah, it, musically, definitely. Yeah. I think TikTok as a platform was there, but it wasn't. No one used it. Like, yeah. it was very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just not, not used. Um, so I kind of did that. And then I started really loving social media for myself as well. So I jumped on TikTok, started creating videos kind of like as a hobby um, and just realized I was actually really good at social media marketing. Yeah. And it was something that I wanted to pursue more rather than maybe like your traditional marketing in terms of like EDMs or newspapers or ads, ads and like that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I found my skill was really in organic socials, which I think it's in, very important to have organic socials even now. Like a lot of people went into the ad side of things, especially mm. at uni. Everyone was like, we're going to do paid ads. And I'm like, that's great. And I can do paid ads, but I don't enjoy it. I've never yeah. liked math. I don't like numbers. I'm like, I don't love that side of things. I'm yeah. more like, I know what to do and I'm good at doing organic content. So that's what I'm going to focus yeah. on. Um, so that was me when I lived in Sydney. So, and then towards the end of 2021, after being in like lockdown pretty much that entire year. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, I should also say during this time, 
I was freelancing as a social media manager on the side of my full-time job as well, just to like pick up extra skills. I know, I was a busy girl, very busy girl. But um, yeah, I've decided to move up to the Gold Coast end of 2021 and I got a job with Mr. Consistent as their social media manager and had no idea like really what that role entailed because I hadn't been in a specific social media role before yeah um so I moved up there hopped into that absolutely fell in love with social media management marketing content like grew my skills ridiculously more um and kind of in my journey on the Gold Coast decided I wanted to go back to full-time freelance so moved back down here to Sydney and now I'm a full-time freelance social media manager and TikTok specialist so yeah, I've worked with some really exciting, cool brands, Mr. Consistent, Move With Us, Naked Harvest, um, a lot more that are coming on board. So it's really exciting. So and exciting. yeah, it's it's great. It's been a lot of fun. And I think even just having my own TikTok profile where I kind of like use that as a creative outlet for myself and like a mm. form of downtime, if you want to say, um, I've learned a lot of skills doing yeah. that. And I kind of use my own profile as like a case study for clients as well um and trialing different like features and all of that but yeah tiktok's a hard one yeah to kind of look at it from a creative perspective and then a marketer perspective yeah so i'm lucky that i do have the two like hands there i can look at it from a business perspective but can look at it as a creator as well um, which and I really love. Like and a consumer as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I love it. Amazing. No, that's so good. And it's so, um, I suppose, interesting what you say about doing the ad side of social versus the organic side of social and how the ad side is a little bit more sort of analytical, um, numbers-based, finance-based, whereas the organic is obviously a little bit like on the creative side, but is also, I think, a little bit more psychology-based as well. I would say it's about connection. Yeah. Connection and relationship and being relatable to people. Yeah, exactly. And so you said that you're a TikTok specialist. Um, What... Would that is that because TikTok is your preferred platform versus something like Instagram? Yeah. Or, I mean, do people use Snapchat anyway? Okay. Yeah, no, I don't. Um, so I think when you are a social media manager, you're across all different kind of platforms. I think though, and I don't know if many people know this, TikTok is actually not a social media platform. So it is an entertainment platform. So it is on its own kind of algorithm, its own realm and its whole own world. So yeah. I like to differentiate the two as being a social media manager. When I say social media manager, yes, I manage TikTok, but that's more your Instagram, your Pinterest, your Facebook, yeah. that kind of side of things. And then TikTok specialist, I say that as it's only a new term and mm. TikTok not every social media manager can do TikTok. So I like to position myself as a TikTok specialist because I have been in that industry now for two years, um, diving into TikTok. I know the ins and outs. It's always changing, but like, you know, I'm always studying it. I'm always using it day to day. So yeah, I like to say that I'm also a TikTok specialist as well as a social media manager. Yeah, amazing. And um, what is it that you like, like the most about TikTok in comparison. Obviously, you've touched on the fact that TikTok considers themselves to be a bit more of an entertainment platform like Mm -hmm. YouTube and like Netflix versus a social media platform like Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Um, Yeah, what is it that you think, I suppose, further differentiates TikTok from some of the other platforms, especially for 
like from a marketing perspective as well. Yeah, I think from a marketing perspective, actually any perspective, like consumer, whatever, um, TikTok is an amazing way to be real, raw and organic and create a connection that you can't create through Instagram or Facebook with your audience or your customers, your clients, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So you are able to hop onto TikTok and be so real and raw in what you're saying and doing and showing your consumers rather than Instagram being super polished and like hidden and closed off. So I love that TikTok allows people to create connection and um, a community. Yeah. Yeah. And a personality as well. Definitely. Yeah. Like the power of TikTok is that because you don't feel like you have to be quite as polished and curated yeah it allows you to just have a little bit of fun with it and i think the tiktok audience rewards that yeah as well like the more um polished sort of curated content doesn't perform nearly as well and it's it's really interesting as well um because my background is also in social media management and i was working with uh like various influencers before and seeing if and how they are able to move from having a large platform on Instagram Mm -hmm. and whether that same, like the way that they did that, if they then try and do the exact same thing on TikTok and are just repurposing like fashion Instagram reels onto TikTok, doesn't perform. Doesn't work, no. And I think as well, it's super important to remember the world has been locked down for so long now. And kind of, especially this year and last year, we've seen us getting out of that people are craving connection yeah that's all people want they're sick of seeing like the polished stuff on instagram it's you want a real connection you want to be able to relate to someone so for a brand or a business or a company whatever having their faces to the name as well so putting your face on tiktok and being like hey this is me this is my product this is my service this is what i do allows people to have a connection with you and then in turn is going to generate revenue without you pushing a product in their face. So I think that's super important to remember and there's no better time to foster a community like that because people want that. Exactly, exactly. And I think, I suppose if we're talking about TikTok specifically, uh, what are some of the, the things that you think hold people back from jumping on to the platform when yeah. we do know that like there are all of these benefits yeah um like creating connection and like um showcasing personality mm. um and we know especially as coaches who run businesses online or in person that that is going to be what like social media is going to be one of the main ways yeah. that we market what do you think is holding people back i think there's a few reasons why people would be hesitant to jump onto tiktok i think Firstly, social media in itself is so overwhelming and there's just been another platform added to it. So it's like, oh, I'll just repurpose what I do on Instagram, but that's not going to work. So it's like you really have to put the time and the effort in and I think it can be quite overwhelming for a lot of people. I get overwhelmed and like there's so much like different platforms to work with. Um, So that's definitely one reason. I think another reason as well, knowing that you do have to show up on TikTok, show your face, show your personality, show who you are is quite um, intimidating and can you have to be quite vulnerable and mm. it's scary for people. Yep. Even for me at the start when I was working with brands, I would film a video of me saying one sentence 10 times before yep. I posted it because I'd overthink everything and I'd be like, this is so scary. I'm putting my face out there to the world. 
But really, now I just take one go and I'm like, yeah, post it. I don't care what I look like. I've yeah. kind of just like created that community on TikTok where I don't care anymore and people know it's me. Um, so I think there has to be like a self of a level of like self-confidence there as well. Mm. Um, and also a lot of people are hesitant to jump on because they think they've missed the boat. Yeah. So TikTok's been and gone, like it hasn't, but that's what people are saying. They're like, oh, it was a big thing during COVID. Now it's not. So I, it's too late to jump on. Yeah. But I, I think I mentioned this in one of my podcast episodes the other day. I heard a quote saying that tick, um, YouTube YouTubers began on YouTube 10 years after the platform even existed. So, yeah. And they've like blown up years yeah. ago. So we still have time to jump onto TikTok. And just because it's four or so years old, it doesn't mean that it's too late to jump on. There's never been a better time to jump on and now's the time to. So you haven't missed the boat, yeah. just jump on. Exactly. And I think the, again, the benefit of, of TikTok, especially on the, like within the conversation of, oh, it's too late to mm. jump on. Like there's no point, I won't even bother. TikTok is one of the best platforms for a small creator to grow on in comparison to something like YouTube, but also things like Instagram where totally. it's so much harder to yeah. grow because yes. like people are finding creators on Instagram by, I don't even know how people find like no. <laughs> the Honestly, connections that people have already made. a little bit, but like if you're not using reels, you're not really going to grow on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Whereas with TikTok, because the for you page is the main part of the app and that it's people so are on and it's so smart so smart um like we were just having a conversation before about how we both saw each yeah, other originally literally. on tiktok we'd never met before but yeah. then sarah was like oh i actually saw one of your tiktoks the other day and i was yeah. like oh my god how funny but literally. again and that's for me not having many followers and also when i started doing the tiktoks like i had like I think I had twelve followers yeah, or something, and then we, we one all started viral, zero. <laughs> exactly, and then one viral video blows yeah. up so much faster. Whereas yeah. on like Instagram, I've had that like my business account for four years yeah. or something, and I've only just hit a thousand. Whereas TikTok, you mm. can have nothing and then get one viral video, and all of a sudden you have like five thousand overnight. Exactly. It's just like yeah. the way that the algorithm and the app is, I suppose, created is that everyone is equal. And yeah. I, I really like that about yeah. TikTok because they, while there obviously are some major um, TikTok creators and it's really interesting to watch mm. how, again, in the comparison of TikTok and YouTube, like 10 years ago um, or even like five years ago, really, like the biggest creators in the world all had big YouTube yeah. accounts and like yeah. millions of followers on YouTube. Mm. And like, I think of people like, Zoe Sugg, for example, yeah. being like the biggest influencer in the world for so long. And I think she had like something like 11 million crazy. or something, which is still a crazy amount of people. Yeah. But then you see TikTok creators with like <laughs> hundreds of millions. Yeah, hundreds <laughs> of millions. And that's only happened in the last like two years. Yeah, so so it's honestly crazy. Yeah. I think as well, it's crazy looking at TikTok in America compared to TikTok in Australia. Yeah. Like, or oh my god! In the UK as well. Yeah, that's where some of the like, biggest creators are. Yeah, it's just America and the UK is just a whole nother world of TikTok compared to Australia, and yeah. it blows my mind. Like, crazy. Yeah, and even if you think too about the way that you use TikTok as a consumer, mm. is 
it's as we said it's so much in the for you page yeah. as opposed to somewhere like instagram where you're scrolling through your home page which is just the people that you follow literally and yeah. yes now instagram has slightly changed the algorithm where they like give you suggested yeah. accounts and suggested posts but they're so annoying i hate that don't want them in the first I hate place it so much <laughs> like just give me my like 100 people that i yeah care i actually about want to see my it. friends post yeah exactly <laughs> but that's i suppose the difference between yeah. instagram and tiktok from the perspective of a social media um platform or like a community platform well english <laughs> a community platform yeah and tiktok which is an entertainment platform because it's like i actually don't want to see my friends on tiktok like I'm yeah like, every time they come up i'm like no no sorry. exactly <laughs> i, I have laugh. this thing in my head and i think i'm in denial <laughs> that no one i know sees my stuff on yeah. TikTok. so like if you follow me on tiktok compared to instagram tiktok i'm so real and yeah. i'll literally post a video of me crying yeah. you would never in a thousand years <laughs> see me do that on instagram because yeah. i'm like oh my gosh people will see it but really i'm putting out a video that way more people will see yeah yeah but i'm like none of them i know and i'm sure I do know a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and even my brother actually said to me the other day, he said, I know more about your life from TikTok than I do talking to you. And I'm like, <laughs> being real on TikTok. Exactly, just being real. Yeah. Um, no, I love that. I think the whole premise of TikTok as a space where you can let your personality shine without having such obvious eyes on yeah. you as well. Yeah just gives you the flexibility to have a bit of fun with it yeah. as well, which I think is something that is is missing from some of the other platforms mm. and is the reason maybe that people then don't uh, start their Instagram or show yeah. up on Instagram because they feel intimidated or yeah. judged or not confident enough or they, or they don't know how to like speak to camera. Yeah. And I mean it's definitely tricky and it takes time mm. to sort of get used to and build that confidence but we all know it's important so definitely. i suppose today is going to be talking about how you can make that process a little bit easier mm. for yourself um whether it's tiktok well in particular we're going to be talking about tiktok but whether it's tiktok or whether it's instagram yeah. just some of the ways that you can make social media work for you and make it so that it doesn't feel like a slog and just another thing that you have to do in the day especially with like the in-person coaches when you're at the gym from like 5 a.m until 11 and then you've got like a couple of these hours in the middle of the day that Mm -hmm. you just want to like eat and sleep and then you have to go back again in the afternoon it's like well how am i supposed to have time to have all these photo shoots or like take photos in the gym or all of this kind of stuff so i suppose one of the things that I hear a lot is, well, where do I start? Like, what kind of stuff should I even be doing in the first place? Like, I hear that there are all of these trends on TikTok, but, like, where do I, where do I start? And what would you say to to someone like that? I would say literally just start. Like, pick up the camera, do whatever feels natural to you. I think you don't need to look at it as in, maybe on Instagram you have to do, like, an intro video as to who you are or kind of like talk about what you are what you're doing it doesn't matter on tiktok because the algorithm's going to push you in different Orders. ways anyway yeah. yeah so literally just get your camera if you're a coach so you could film a session with a client or you could film some like tips and tricks in the gym or literally talking to the camera and be like does anyone else feel like this when and like kind of be relatable in that way so 
honestly just start that's like the number one thing it doesn't matter there's no rules what you do on tiktok in terms of how you should start i think you just need to post a video because as even tara was saying before you can post any video and it could go viral like yeah it's all different so it's kind of roll the dice um see how you go if your first video gets like 30 views that is okay yeah it doesn't matter um, your first video might get a few thousand, it might get a few hundred thousand, like you won't know, but you just need to try and be consistent with it. Yeah. Is that something that you see a lot with the different clients that you work with is people will get on the platform and they're like, yeah, cool. I'm going to start a TikTok and I'm going to go viral. And then they don't for and the first like couple of weeks and they just give up. Yeah. I see it a lot. Yeah. yeah. They're like, it's not working. And I'm like, you've got to be consistent. And consistency looks different for everyone as well. I think that's what you need to remember. There's um, a lot of like misconceptions around how many times you should be posting to Mm. TikTok a day. And a lot of people say like three to four times is ideal. And I won't lie, it does work if you're posting that many times a day. I've done it for clients before I've done it for myself. And it does work. If you are posting quality content though, if you're posting really bad quality content, content four times a day it's not going to work but if you have four really good pieces of content it's obviously going to work but you don't have to be posting that many times a day you could be doing one a day you could be doing one every two days once a week but you just need to be consistent in some capacity and stick with it and it's the same thing that we say to our personal training clients like at the end of the day everything just comes down to consistency consistency and not having an all or nothing attitude like we say to our clients all the time when it comes to exercise and nutrition don't have this all or nothing attitude and things don't happen straight away and so you have to have some degree of patience with it as well but that's definitely something that I hear a lot Mm. as well is and I have I think everybody wonders it's like is there a magic trick to TikTok and like how many times a day you should be posting and um Mm. one of my clients works at TikTok and I asked him the same thing because I spoke to one of my friends who is a social media editor for the Sydney Morning Herald and she was like, yeah, you should be posting like one to five times a day, et cetera, et cetera. And then I asked him and he was like, just doesn't work like that. Like no. the, the reason that that works is not because it's magic, but it's because you have more opportunities for exactly. your video to get picked up. Yeah. So like in that sense if you're posting you know one video a week but it takes i don't know 20 videos for the algorithm to pick up your content it's still taking 20 videos but it's taking 20 videos over 20 weeks versus four yeah um so it just helps in Mm. that sense of speeding that process along and then people are seeing more of your content and then potentially interacting with it yeah as well but it's the same thing with you know, with Instagram, like how many reels should you be posting mm. a week or reels versus posts versus carousels and like yeah. how many stories you should do a day. And it's just sort of, I think, what can you actually realistically yeah. commit to? Yeah, exactly right. You need to be able to commit to it and show up in a way that it's still producing quality content. Yeah. Um, I've been caught up before doing like having the pressure on me to do three to four videos a day and I'm like realistically I can't do this like yeah. it's just not yeah I, I'd rather post nothing at this point because the po- the postings that I'm doing the content that I'm posting is so bad that it's not going to get any views anyway it's yeah. embarrassing like yeah you'd rather just do some good content once a day if that's yeah. what you can do yeah once a week if that's what you can do yeah yeah exactly and then it's building up from there because I started my TikTok 
I want to say at the start of October, and I committed to posting once a day. Amazing. And then, and I've been, and like that was realistic for me. And it's again, yeah. if we relate it back to the things that we tell our clients when it comes to exercise and nutrition and this yeah. whole all or nothing approach, it's like, okay, what can you realistically do right now as part of your routine? Yeah. yeah. And if that is once a week, cool, start with once a week and then build from there. If that's yeah. once a day, start with once a day. And that's amazing. And then exactly. have that become a habit. Yeah. And then I then again got into my head about being like okay I need to be posting like three to five times a day um as a goal for 2023 and I started doing that and it's just like with exercise you burn out if yeah, you can't commit to exactly. it so I'm like if there Be were realistic. days that I was yeah struggling to post one a day yeah what on earth makes me think that I'm gonna have like the creativity um and the the time and the energy to be coming up with five different pieces yeah. of content in a day yeah and doing that big of a jump so then I was like okay well why don't I I've got one down pat I know I can do one a day why don't I just bump it up to two yeah and then slowly build yeah. up from there so and that you know it what some days so you might do one and some day some days you might have a creative flow and do like four or five yeah or edit ones that you've already got exactly so it just depends how you're feeling like you can't put too much pressure on yourself exactly and I think yeah, yeah that's definitely the key with TikTok as well is definitely. like taking some of the pressure yeah. off it as yeah well, and just having a bit of fun mm. with it which I suppose too is where some of the trends come yes. in with TikTok is like that's the perfect way for you to have fun with it yeah. and, have fun with and do it sporadically too be like yeah. oh a trend went live today like let's jump on that and literally just do it and post it yeah exactly and I think one of the things I suppose even if I use myself as an example is like my TikTok account is obviously a little bit more business related in the sense that it's um, more fitness related mm -hmm. or it's me in the gym. Um, but then my For You page is obviously like perfectly curated to like me and my personality. So yeah. I see trends and then trying to find the balance of like how to take that trend and apply it to your niche and yes. your business is yeah. always a bit of a tricky one and making sure that it stays, I suppose authentic mm. to, to what it is you're trying to do i think a lot of people get stuck in that loop of like i need to do this trend and it has no relevance to the brand and you just yeah. look silly doing it yeah um so i would say like don't put pressure on yourself to do every trend and i think as well in 2023 there's going to be a, a lot less of that kind of copying trends and yeah. starting your own um but yeah like you don't have to jump onto every trend if it doesn't make sense to you don't yeah. do it but if it does and it's like witty and funny then go for it like you can make it your own but you can also start your own trends too like if a thing pops into your head and like oh that's funny that's relatable I would like to see that yeah do it like yeah. give it a try exactly like yeah. what have you got to lose literally I think too again in that vein of you know just trying to force a trend for the sake of it or doing something that has no relevance to the message that you're trying to spread how would you go about or how do you with your clients go about establishing i suppose a brand identity with tiktok because i think that's obviously mm. important as well is having you know brand awareness but also especially with tiktok and for coaches is developing a personal brand as yeah, well how definitely. do you like, do you sit down with your clients and be like, okay, like, what's the message that you want to be spreading? Yeah. What do you do? So I usually look at their brand guidelines overall. If they're probably different if you're a coach because you don't really have, like, that 
big business structure, like your overarching marketing. Um, but if you don't already, like set out what you want your mission statement to be, um, what your kind of like brand guidelines are in terms of like tone of voice. Like, are you a funny person on TikTok? Are you serious? Are you educational? Are you like a bit of both, like a bit of everything? Um, so kind of like establish a tone of voice. And then if it is a coach doing it, I would stick to like trends that resonate with you. So if you feel like something doesn't feel right or if you watch it back and you feel awkward, don't post it because it doesn't align with your own personal brand. Yeah. Um, so like even with me, I, across all my brands, I've got obviously my own brand is like Sarah O'Sullivan on TikTok, but then I also have For You the podcast and For You Social Studio. I kind of keep them all level in terms of branding. For You is kind of like a branch off my personal brand but if you look at it all it's kind of all the same aesthetic all the same vibe it's all like it's it's me in a nutshell so yeah. i feel like i've down pat what i want my kind of personal brand to be and i've branched my business branding off that mm -hmm. um which makes it easier for me to create content because i feel like it's more relatable to myself and i actually want to do it yeah. and in turn same as coaches with like their clients and stuff they're going to want to create coach content if they actually enjoy doing it and they're not trying to force something that's not them. So I would say just try and really establish who you are as a person first and then who you want um, to be as like a business or a brand um, or a coach and how you want to be perceived by your community as well. So, but also the like joy of TikTok is you can play around with that. Yeah. You don't have to choose one thing and stick to it. There's room for movement, there's room for growth, and there's room for playing around. So mm -hmm. experiment with it and see what works, see what feels natural. Exactly. And that's the beauty of having of, of being a coach and having a personal brand mm. is you can have like you've got this big umbrella of yourself or your business. Yeah. And then there are so many different things that can fall under that. Like under the umbrella of a coach, you could do be doing a video of like instructional video of a particular exercise or you could be doing yeah. a take a snippet of your session with a client or you could be making a meal and then just talking about life or yeah. wellness or um and especially as coaches our whole i suppose ethos is around sort of health mm. but there are so many things that fall under health like it's not strictly just exercise yeah it's mental wellness Absolutely. it's social health and so yeah. You know, there is so much that you can do within that from a content perspective yeah, as well. Definitely. Um, and I say everything's content. Yeah. I should I was actually meant to film a bit of this. I might actually start yeah. my camera because <laughs> I'm making a day in the life today because everything is content. So exactly. if you are I wonder if this will get both of us in there. Easy. <laughs> I'm not in it. I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is flip it and do zero point five. There we go. Um, so yes, like every everything is content. You can pull snippets of bits and pieces from everything you do in your day. So I always recommend clients um, to, well, my clients, so like in coaches in this instance, would be to literally just film everything that feels like natural, funny, or something that you yeah. would want to see from someone. Film it. Yeah. So I just try and fill snippets and put them in like a folder and that's my filler content. So then yeah. if one day I can't film anything, I go back through that folder and I'm like, what video can I make out of the content I have? Yeah. What haven't I posted yet? And kind of just keep like a bank, like a library of content. Yeah, amazing. And that's one of the things that I say to people so much as well is 
especially as coaches, we have so much opportunity for yeah. creating content. Like people say, oh, I don't have time to make it because I'm in the gym all the time. Yeah. So just put your camera down and just start filming. Like yeah. if, you're, if you're there training, put your phone against a water bottle and just totally. film parts of the, the, your own training. You can make a video out of that. Yeah. Like that could be an instructional video that you put a voiceover over. Yeah. Or that could be um, like part of a curation of different moments of, mm -hmm. of, and then you can make that more of an inspirational thing or an aesthetic thing. Or again, what I've started doing is mic'd up videos, which yeah. I saw were a trend on TikTok. And yeah. Again, I was like, this would be so easy. Yeah. And You're basically suitable. killing two birds with one stone exactly. by doing it. Yeah. And you have found a way that works for you that is easy and yeah. it's achievable. Exactly. So, and then so all good. you have to do is like you weigh your thing, you, especially if you're doing it with uh, clients, like if you're yeah. doing one-on-one -on -one PT, obviously it's a little bit different. You might not have the opportunity to do it if you're doing online coaching, but then you yeah. can just do it in your own sessions when Literally, you're training. Like yeah. you're there anyway. You're having conversations, which when I used to have conversations with my clients, I'm like, this is such a good chat. And like, if only more people could hear this. that, yeah. Or like, haha, me and my clients are so funny. Like, if only, yeah. so, it's like what you you think when you're like with your friends, and you're like, oh my God, if only we had a reality TV Literally. show, like we're actually really funny. Yeah. <laughs> they'd hear this, they'd be entertained. And so if you're there already, you might as well, again, yeah. just like set up that tripod, put your mics on, and then you've got like an hour's worth of content that you can just find little golden nuggets. And the yeah. beauty of TikTok is you only need 10 seconds Literally, to make yeah. a video. Yeah. And you're set. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another really good way to do content if like you run out of ideas is vlogs and day in the lives, yeah. um, little routines like that. So that could even be a really good way for coaches to show their personality on their TikTok and be like, yeah. this is a snippet of what I do in my day. This is how I stay fit and healthy. This is how I look after my mental health. Yes. This is what I'm prioritizing in my health. And then it also creates that connection. So it's not just in the gym exactly. kind of videos. It's actually showing what that person is about. Yeah, and what that person does outside of yeah. the gym as well that still embodies health. Yeah. There are so many different ways that you can go about a vlog. Because I heard, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here as well, that like in 2023, again, because... Uh, TikTok is trying to establish themselves more as an entertainment platform. A lot of those vlogs, long form and, content, and long form content is yeah. going to be more yeah. um, important. Mm. Um, and it's going to be, I say in quotation marks, like pushed by the algorithm more, yes. but it's going to be prioritized more. And I think people think, oh, but I'm like not a vlogger. How do I yeah. do it? And it's like, but you again only need 15 to 30 seconds yeah. initially of. You know, it could be a, a full day vlog yeah. or it could be a get ready with me for the gym or yeah. it could be a make this yeah. meal with me yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and even just chatting to camera is going to be a huge thing in 2023. So mm. um, I don't know if we already said this, but TikTok overtook Netflix in the amount of users. Mm. So that was towards the end of last year, which is wild. Yeah. Um, but so amazing for TikTok and marketers to kind of like hop on the platform because it's another proof in the pudding that you yeah. should be on there. Um, and I think last year we saw a lot of very short videos popping mm. off. So it was like your seven second videos yeah. that were on a loop that would pop off. But now it is that longer form content. So 
TikTok has pushed out 10 minute videos that you can do now. So I've been very hesitant to jump on the long form content train. I'm like, I don't know if people want to listen to me talking for that long. I don't know if people are actually that interested in my day, but I've been trialing them and they're actually doing really well. So really? it's interesting. Um, yeah. Seeing people actually watching TikTok more for like the vlogs now and the, yeah. your day in the lives and your routines and your car chats or like get ready with me chats. So um, people want to see it. Like that's what they want. Yeah. And obviously short form content is still amazing and I still encourage people to do it. But I also am really encouraging people to get onto the long form content. And if you aren't a vlogger, that's fine. You just got to pick your phone up and start. Like yeah. you could, there's so many different ways you can do vlogs. You can do it as talking to the camera, a voiceover, a just filming your day and then putting timestamps on it over the mm. screen or literally nothing on screen and just your day with like to a sound yeah um you don't have to talk if you're not comfortable yet like there are so many ways you can go about vlogs and yeah. showing what you're doing in a day that you can trial on tiktok and i'm sure that they'll all do amazing yeah um or one might not work as well and one might work well but that's how like you'll figure out what you want to keep pushing yeah exactly and i think there are a lot of different things like that and it does come down to trial and error obviously but i think as we've spoken about, people get so stuck in this idea of what they think that they should be doing. And again, it's the same with fitness. You get like um, decision paralysis yeah. of, of, oh, I can't start before I'm ready because I think I need to be doing this, this, and this. Mm. What are some of, I suppose, like the biggest myths that you hear around TikTok? And obviously we've touched on different things today, like in terms of how many times a day you need to be posting and yeah. all of this kind of stuff. What are some of the other really big ones that you hear that um, aren't necessarily true? Myths, I think, obviously like the posting and how many times you should be posting. Um, shadow banning is a massive mm. like myth. I still don't know. I have it debunked whether or not it actually is a myth or if it's true, but a lot of people get shadow banned. Um, it's happened to me before. TikTok says they don't shadow ban you, but they definitely restrict, restrict in some way. Um, so that's like another big myth and whether or not that's true, I don't know. Yeah. But um, also like dead followers is a big thing that'll stop you from growing on TikTok. So one of my best friends, Laura, she actually had like 7,000 followers back from when she would post TikToks in COVID and they were all like old accounts or dead accounts or like creepy men that would follow like just weird accounts. And she was stuck at 200 views a day. So she couldn't get past Mm. 200 views. She went through, it took her forever to delete those followers. She took her account from 7,000 followers to 1,500 followers. Yeah. So significantly less and now her views have spiked because those accounts aren't dead anymore. Yeah. So... It's important if you haven't used TikTok in a while or you're jumping back on or yeah, like you have like a lot of followers ready to look at what followers are following you. If they're dead accounts, get rid of them. You can remove them because TikTok kind of, yeah, restricts your account from being pushed because it knows your followers aren't active. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I think it was on um, your podcast actually that I was listening to the other week and you were talking about this again this idea of getting caught up in this idea of how many followers you have yeah and again comparing it with instagram followers potentially mean a lot more because yeah you scroll and interact with the app yeah whereas um on tiktok you're in the for you page very rarely are you in like the following yeah exactly so 
do, going through and sort of culling some of those followers. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And even working with um, like different brands and stuff on terms of like a collaboration basis, they don't care about your followers yeah, at all. So it's more about your engagement, who's um, like your audience split. So even looking at clients I've worked with, whether that be a huge company with like 500,000 plus followers um, or 7,000 followers. If you go into your analytics site of TikTok and you look at your split in terms of FYP and following, yep. it's usually like a 90-10 split. Yeah, so crazy. yeah, 90% of those people don't even follow you. So why does it matter about your followers? It obviously looks good and it's like extra proof, a piece yep. of proof, but you don't need it. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't get too caught up in that. Sometimes I put pressure on myself as well. I'm like, I need to get to this amount of followers by this yeah. date. But I'm like, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think too, one of the things that I've been sort of like working with and working through based on some of the videos on my TikTok that have gone viral is they're all like funny ones that are showcasing a little bit more of my personality and not necessarily the fitness ones. Yeah. Um, which I feel like is always the case. We were talking about this before. Yeah. Um, it's always the ones that you like second guess with whether or not you should post it or not yeah. and they end up blowing up. And so my fitness stuff and my ideal client are women mm -hmm. under a certain age. But then because of the, um, the videos that I've had that have gone viral, I got a massive influx of men following yeah. me and again it then impacts the way that I experiment with content and the stuff that I choose mm. to post because I'm like well if it was all women or 90% women um I could potentially be talking more and, and would feel more comfortable talking more about like periods or boys yeah. or um like female specific things in general but then because I know that I've got like this big um, of men. chunk yeah. of men it then impacts the way that I create and yeah. I've been similar in terms of like sometimes getting a bit caught up in the number being like oh I don't want to like remove them because yeah. like, it adds to this engagement yeah. or adds to the follower thing also but like then, you like we said most of your views are coming from the for you page anyway so yeah. if I were you I would still talk about those things yeah put it in your mind that you have a majority women yeah following and ignore the men if they want to stay around they will if they start seeing your content they're like oh yuck i don't want to hear this they'll unfollow you yeah that's such a good point yeah it's just continue talking to the people that you're yeah. trying to reach yeah and, those people and they'll reach in. and tiktok's forever introducing new features as well like the location feature that has just been added is amazing i think yeah. because it narrows the algorithm down even further to the actual location you're trying to hit so if you're wanting in-person clients you could narrow it down to the exact location you want and reach women in that kind of vicinity. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hopefully one day if TikTok does do like, do you want to narrow it down to female men? Do you want to narrow it down to this age group, this age yeah. group? Because that'll be really interesting as well and kind of like another way even you can run like TikTok ads and stuff with. Yeah. Yeah. Because when it comes to TikTok ads, can you do TikTok ads? You can. Yeah. Yeah. Is that because obviously that's something that you can do with Instagram and Facebook as you can niche yeah. the ads down to a specific demographic. Yeah. Can you not yeah. do that with TikTok? No, yet? so not with sparking ads on TikTok. So I haven't gotten too much into the ads um, manager of TikTok because it's very hard to understand. Yeah. Um, but sparking ads is a really good way to like that's what most brands do. They just put a certain money, a 
a day, so an amount of money a day behind an existing TikTok post, kind yeah. of like boosting a post on Instagram yeah. or Facebook. It's called sparking on TikTok, but you can't narrow it down to demographics. Mm, so it just continues to push it out to yeah. the broader algorithm that it yeah. thinks that the yeah. video. Interesting, yeah. Mm. Um, and what about some of the other things, like other ones I hear uh, to do with SEO? in yeah. terms of TikTok. Um, first of all, can you explain what SEO is yeah. and how you can be incorporating that into your videos? Is it important in the first place or that yeah. kind of stuff? So SEO is search engine optimization. So a lot of people would know this as like Google search. So Google is the biggest form of SEO that there is. Um, it is very important to TikTok. It is one of the number one features they are pushing for the algorithm this year and have been trialing. Yeah. So SEO can look like many different things. A lot of people get caught up in hashtags for SEO. SEO is not just your hashtags. So yeah. when you're thinking about SEO with TikTok, it's if um, someone goes to the search bar and types in fitness, you want to be that first video that pops up there. Yeah. And that might be from a hashtag that you've put on saying fitness tips or fitness or coaching or in the gym, whatever but it also comes down to the caption you are using. So mm -hmm. a lot of people back in the day were using captions just to be like a little bit funny and be like, lol, haha, like literally some yeah. captions would be yeah. like that. But your captions actually really matter nowadays. So yeah. I like to always kind of give a little glimpse of what the video is about in the caption, not for the purpose that people are going to read the caption, but for the purpose that SEO is going to pick up on what words are in your caption. Interesting. Yeah. Um, also, text on screen is a form of SEO. So, day in my life over your video as a fitness coach yeah. could be really, really good. Um, so, that's another way. Also, dialogue in videos. So, if you are doing a voiceover or a talking to camera piece, the words you are saying in your dialogue matters and TikTok will pick that up as a form of SEO. Yeah. So SEO can look like many different things, um, but you definitely should be utilizing dialogue, text on screen, caption and hashtags. Yeah. There's been a new kind of, I don't know if it's a myth and a few of my friends are trialing at the moment, but it's called three by three for hashtags. I just saw a video about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So you do three hashtags, for what your video is about, three hashtags about who you want it to reach, and then three to three hashtags that are like relatable to you or something like that. Yeah. Um, I haven't really tried it yet, so I need to do that, but that's like a whole nother form of using hashtags yeah. because there's been a lot of myths about should we use hashtags, how many hashtags should we use, what kind of hashtags should we use, Yeah, but yeah. And it's the same with something like Instagram as well. Like that conversation too has been going on for years yeah. around hashtags and yeah. SEO and um, like making your content accessible as well yeah. um, and all of that kind of stuff. And I think while it's definitely important, mm. um, it's also not as overcomplicated as I think people think it is, like especially yeah. with those sort of keywords um and whether that's in your hashtags whether that's in your voiceovers if you're creating content that is for your niche anyway mm. you're automatically going to be using those keywords yeah exactly um, and yeah you don't need to overthink it too much yeah, yeah like if you're a personal trainer in sydney let's say then you know if you're utilizing the location tag that does it and then yeah. again if you have like a hashtag where it's like 
if you're your personal trainer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or um, and then you're posting a video, which is like a mic'd up video with your client, and you're explaining something. Then that's automatically all of those three things without you even like yeah. realizing that you're exactly. doing it. Exactly right. Um, so again, it's like not overcomplicating or waiting to start until you think you've got like the perfect mm. piece of content or you're you're hitting all of these things. It's just like just start and it'll come naturally as well and it definitely works like I had my first client reach out to me from TikTok yeah and she I'd never heard of her before and she booked a discovery call with me and I was like going through my Instagram followers being like did you come from here like looking through my mailing list couldn't find her and then when she jumped on this call I asked her like where did you find me from and she was like oh I found you on TikTok amazing and she was like I just searched in searched personal trainers in a west or something like that yeah and my profile came up and that was again with me not actively mm. trying to use seo but yeah. it just happens yeah naturally because you're making the content that you're making yeah um so it definitely works and i think as we've sort of tried to reiterate i suppose tiktok is going to be increasingly like an essential part of people's definitely. marketing yeah plan Um, and I suppose if you had to leave the audience with one, um, piece of advice, Mm -hmm. uh, what would you say when it comes to working with TikTok or starting TikTok or just social media in general? Yeah, I would say just literally start and show up. So like, um, don't be afraid to show your face on camera. Don't be afraid to show personality and be vulnerable because, that is what the wider community and audience and people are craving. Um, and by doing that, you're creating a real person connection rather than just trying to sell a product or service. So I would just say, just back yourself, show up and just start. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. That's, yeah, such good advice. Yay. And I think that really shines through throughout the whole episode. Uh, so before we finish up, do you want to tell the audience where they can find you? Yeah. They, again, after having listened to this episode, it's like, I, I just, I still need Don't some know, help. Yeah. Like, I just, because again, as coaches, we're so used to helping other yeah. people, but we all need a bit of help. Definitely. Um, where can they find you? What services do you offer? Yeah. All of that good stuff. Cool. So you can find me on my personal accounts, which is Sarah O'Sullivan underscore underscore for Instagram and Sarah M. O'Sullivan for TikTok. And then I also, as I said, I'm a full-time freelance social media manager and TikTok specialist. So I have a podcast called For You, the podcast where we talk about all things to do with TikTok marketing. So um, head on over there if you need like a little bit more advice or just want, yeah, to feel like you're chatting with a friend about TikTok. And then For You Socials Studio is my service offerings brand. So I offer social media packages, um, but also TikTok consulting. So if TikTok is something that you are really wanting to get on, but don't know how to do it or purely want someone to manage it for you, I offer services in all those things. So we could have a call and literally have like a one-on-one training session for TikTok. Um, I do consulting, yeah, training sessions and then full service management for TikTok. So yeah amazing something for everyone and Literally. i can 100 percent recommend your podcast thank i've been you. listening to it every week since it launched oh and God, there's so you. many golden nuggets so if you liked this conversation and liked the tips that were covered on here there's all that and more on for you the podcast yes. so i will have all of that linked in the show notes um along with your 
all of your handles and everything like that. Amazing. So people can just go straight through to you if they Yay. have any questions. But otherwise, is there anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap this potty up? I don't think so. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been really good chatting. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for coming. And if you did enjoy this episode, please give us a five-star review to let us know that this is the kind of content that you like. And we will see you all next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the AWPT podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends and fellow coaches and subscribe for weekly episodes and content.